0: In a world where the people who are on podcasts can only speak like this.
1: And you can see how loud you are with a few little dots.
0: (laughs) And there's only three individuals who can break the mold and start talking real wacky. (laughs) That sounds like a job for us. (laughs) It sure is. And we are those individuals. Welcome to Geek Film Critic, where we explore the best, worst, and most middle in the world of cinema. I'm Luke Jackson. I'm your host. I'm your best friend. And today I'm joined by two very special guests and certified cinema experts, Talon Dillman and Claire Nentars, both of whom who are fresh out of the American Film Institute's PhD film studies program. Isn't that right? <laughs>
1: totally
2: (laughs) entirely false uh it was only
0: an mba um (laughs) well it is so good to have the both of you on the show today how are you feeling
1: doing good i was about to pull out my mickey mouse impression with that intro
0: i mean you still can go ahead right now if you just want to tee that up for us please we we are the ones that break the mold so (laughs) exactly it's our job Uh, So this week, uh, we've all come together to discuss a film that's taking the box office by storm, which it's actually not really. It's kind of underperforming, (laughs) which is interesting. But (laughs) um, we're talking about James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Um, Yeah, and I saw this movie two days ago. Did you guys see it when it came out? I watched it the night after it came out.
1: I I think it was the night or the night after for me.
0: So it's been a couple. It's been a couple weeks since you guys have seen, have yeah, seen it. Yeah,
2: I was. I was unfortunately on vacation during the time and was not able to make it to a movie theater to watch it. Which, as disappointing as that may be, seems to be the general, um, like how most people are watching this. So.
0: Yeah, I, I watched. I ended up having to watch it on HBO Max as well because I was on vacation mm-hmm. and did not go to a theater.
1: It ended up being my first movie back in a the theater, so that was pretty. Fun. Oh, that's
0: a this is a fun one to go see in theaters. Did you mm-hmm. love it?
1: I did like it. Yeah, I loved it. Um, just like the one thing about like theaters am like, darn, I got too used to having captions on all the time. Yeah, subtitles. I was watching things together yep. quarantine. That was my one little no with it. That's how I felt.
0: <laughs> I recently went to see The Green Knight in theaters, and mm. I was missing the subtitles for sure. I really turned my brain off from having to actually listen to things but anyways how this movie the suicide squad came to be is a pretty interesting sequence of events um obviously we all know that david ayer directed the 2016 film that was absolutely dumped on by everyone who's ever seen it and so he was actually all teed up to direct a suicide squad sequel that was supposed to come out this year but he bailed to work on a Gotham City's Sire, Gotham City Sirens film, which is a whole other barrel of monkeys that James Gunn might actually end up taking over, is what I've heard. But interesting, that yeah, I, that's a piece of news that I've missed. But I, I saw that today, and it's just in the it's in the works. I feel like it's very, I don't know, rumory. It's probably uh-huh. not true. We'll see what happens with it. But so in 2017, Warner Brothers hired Gavin O'Connor who is a director who directed movies like The Accountant and Warrior and The Way Back. He's a big Ben Affleck head, apparently. And in late 2017, he joined the project, but he bailed in 2018 when The Fates Aligned and James Gunn was temporarily fired from Disney's Guardians 3. And he came to take on this project. So it's kind of a roller coaster to how we got this movie, which I think is kind of interesting that The Fates Aligned in such a way that allowed... Um, our director of such fame as James Gunn to come and try and essentially fix what is the Suicide Squad.
2: Yeah, that is that is really interesting. I feel like there's probably more roller coaster stories about how movies actually end up being made
0: than we like ever really hear about. Yeah. Oh, there, there absolutely is. But... <laughs> there was at one point a Tim Burton Superman film starring Nicolas Cage that was yes. in the works. I would there's... love to see Nick Cage as Superman. More than anything, that's what I've. That's what I want. Instead, yes. we got Nick Cage as Ghost Rider, so we can't win them all. But yeah. <laughs> enough exposition. We're gonna hop into the meat and talk about Suicide Squad. The first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna try to make uh, what's the synopsis? synopsisize I don't know what the word is. Do a thirty-second synopsis of this film. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna make it really difficult for ourselves. And we're each oh, going to no. take a word. Have you guys ever played that game where each of you, do you tell a one word story?
1: Yeah. Yep. I love that. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're going to tell a one word synopsis and we're going to, I'll start and then let's go Talon and Claire. Sound good?
1: Gotcha. Ooh.
2: Okay. Yeah. Let me prep for a sec. I'm going to hone in my, my improv here. See if yeah. I can be prepared. Okay.
0: Exactly. Okay. And we're going to, so I usually give myself 30 seconds. We'll, we'll give us a little bit of, we'll give us a 15 second grace period and we'll try to make a forty five second synopsis.
1: Gotcha. You guys ready? Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Okay. One or a... I'll start with the... Okay, let's start again because I messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, one. A. Movie. Where. A. (laughs) Group. Of. Bad.
1: Villains. Who.
0: Are. Forced.
1: To.
2: Kill. (laughs) A... Lot of innocence <laughs>
1: and
0: <laughs> also
1: not innocent. <laughs> um, in we have the five seconds, place
2: where they remained, Cordo Maltese.
0: Sorry, Cordo Maltese <laughs> in the name of the American government. Great, nice job, everybody. <laughs> That was pretty good.
1: Nice. A bunch
0: of bad guys kill a bunch of innocents and also not innocents in Cordo Maltese in the name of the American government. That's yep. the Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, and before we get into the specifics of the film, I kind of wanted to kind of set a baseline of where all of us are at in terms of this movie. Like, did we love it? Did we hate it? Are we in between? Uh, what, Claire, where are you, where are you at?
1: I absolutely, like, loved it. Like, I gave it, like, a four and a half out of five. Um, it's I don't know. Like, for me to have, like, a five, I have to be, like, it has to be, like, stuck in my mind for, like, an entire, like, week. But, like, it was still, like, really, really, really good for me.
0: Awesome. And Talon?
2: I, I five out of five-ed it. Um, I have always been a massive fan of James Gunn, so my expectations for this movie were very high. Um just because I know he can do good stuff that uh, I, as a movie goer, very much enjoy. Um, so, yeah, I, I absolutely love this movie. I loved the nuance and the story behind a lot of the characters and what Jan- the story that James Gunn was trying to tell.
0: That's great. Uh, yeah, I love that. Um, I'm going to take a bit of an opposite stance, and I didn't really love it. I was kind of actually rather impartial towards mm the movie i thought it was fine i thought it was pretty forgettable and i yeah but we'll get we'll get into that so it's good to know that we have some contrasting opinions and we'll have a good conversation but the first thing that i wanted to talk about is let's stay positive and let's focus on some of the good what are (laughs) what are the things in this movie that gave you guys those uh glowing reviews that made you feel like they were so good let's start with claire what what about it did you love
1: so i think like the top of the list thing that i loved with this one was the scene with harley quinn escaping we're allowed to spoil right (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) okay major spoilers
1: yeah so that scene just like blew me away i was like holding like my hand over my mouth like oh my goodness this is insane just like the um like her eyes like opening to the music and then like knocking that guy out with like her legs and then like oh and then the scene where she like gets like the two like AKs, and she's walking down the hall, and the flowers are exploding in the background. It's just like, oh my goodness, this is this is wonderful. This is this is peak editing, peak everything right here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I believe that has been dubbed Harley Vision.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. yeah, that was I. I that was a class. <laughs> I felt like obviously it was a homage to Birds of Prey and oh, yeah, Harley definitely. Quinn. Is right, like, yeah, and I, love I thought it was definitely like it's definitely so. fun, and I think that scene is a good um sort of i don't know what the word is yeah a good scene to demonstrate what the rest of this film is which is definitely like it's like you said the music is fantastic james Gunn knows his needle drops his music yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's it's very glossy it's very loud it's very big it's very over the top it's very dark yeah it's just like like
1: the best kind of over the top yeah it's yeah it's it's a
0: very fun movie right Mm -hmm. it's it's a roller coaster of a film it's a theme park ride where it's like super fun to go into and i totally agree that 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 scene was really fun uh for me i don't again i just it was the clear homage to birds of prey Mm -hmm. and i don't know that felt a little i don't wanna i hate to disagree (laughs) but it (laughs) felt a little like more Like a ploy, like a grab to be like, hey, remember really? this film? Yeah, I don't, and I just like, I, something I, about I, it bothered me that it was like, remember Birds of Prey? We're doing it here that's, too. That's
1: interesting. And that's how I, felt.
0: I And the way I looked at it was they were like
2: establishing Harley Quinn as a person that literally sees flowers blowing mm-hmm. out of her guns and around her. Yeah. And like that is who Harley Quinn is. Not, And I think that was obviously established in Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. but...
0: Yeah, and that's what I, like, I guess it was, and we'll get into this again when we get into some of my issues with the film when we talk about some of the not-so-good things, but... Absolutely. It was definitely, like, that's that was established in Birds of Prey. Like, this is Harley, Harley Harley-Vision. This is what we're seeing. But this isn't, this wasn't Birds of Prey, so it felt like a departure from what this movie was to be like, now we're in Harley's head. And (laughs) and I loved the scene, but it just, I don't know, it felt, and a lot of sort of the way that the story was told and the movie was told, it felt inconsistent, <laughs> like the visual language was inconsistent. And so it was a moment where the flowers exploded that, I don't know, bothered me because it took me out of the movie that I was watching. All right. Um,
2: I, I loved, I think the Harley Quinn scene was like the epitome of what James Gunn did with this movie for the DC universe, at least. Um, I feel like he kind of Russo brothered the, the, the combat and stuff for this because um, the Russo brothers did Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And they really changed how heavy the, the hits and stuff felt between the superheroes. Um, they yes. did a lot of work with this, like the stunts and things. And I think James Gunn understood how to use that more for superheroes uh, or in this case, supervillains, more than anyone in the past had with uh, the DC universe has been doing because um, it's more than just like making buildings fall down by punching someone through it. Right. So and I feel like James Gunn understood that. More um and and has and successfully like moved the action along for the DC universe and ultimately whether you like this movie or not, I think it's a good direction for the DC universe because it's definitely a more put together movie than the
0: previous ones, at least.
2: Yeah,
0: not maybe not all of them, but no, I to- I totally and that was actually so one of the first notes I took down in when I was watching this movie is that it was this is the direction that DC needs to go if they want to be successful in their movies is it's, it's darker, it's gorier and the hits are harder. Right. Mm -hmm. Because what DC has tried to do in the past is ever since the dark Knight, right. They just try to like, they really try to ground it in realism. Yeah. But this isn't grounded in realism, right? This is, this is
1: superheroes. (laughs) You have to like, (laughs) right,
2: exactly. (laughs) Ex- yeah, I feel like Zack Snyder is the reason that happened. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I think Zack Snyder again, because like hot off the Dark Knight, you want to recreate that, right? We Because that was arguably the best superhero movie ever made. And obviously one of like the highest rated movies ever made. Yes. And well, so I think...
1: Girl. Isn't that the best superhero? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that is undisputably the best, <laughs> they, ro- best movie are-
0: ever made.
2: Often tied for first, but yeah, yeah Sharkboy,
1: <laughs>
0: Lava Girl, probably number one. The yeah, debate totally. of our lifetime, some exactly, have said. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but so I, I, did really, I did really like the fact that this was kind of a new tone that DC, I'm sure, is going to follow because it's it's very successful and everyone's really loving this movie. Yeah. And, you know, it's because I think Birds of Prey was in the same vein and then James Gunn just mm-hmm. took it a step farther and was able to kind right. of yeah. bring whatever what Absolutely. he did with, with what he did with guardians of the galaxy to the dc universe which is again uh, you know it's it's a good thing and it's going to make them a ton of money yeah, <laughs> yeah. <is> great. right
2: <laughs> i'm i'm all for having more adult superhero like big screen movies yeah. uh that that have the funding of like warner brothers behind it rather than because like I, i've said i've been a big fan of james gunn for a while um but uh quite some time ago i gotta google it real fast so i can know the actual date it was uh released but a long time ago um and it wasn't as long ago as i thought but james gunn did a movie called super with ryan wilson and elliot page uh and i really liked that movie if anyone has seen that but it is a far more adult kind of view on like a batman-ish character
0: well, and I think James Gunn has always kind of had that obsession. Like he obviously he grew up on superheroes. Like it's very clear yeah. that he's a comic mm-hmm. book kid and that he just has this like He and likes that, to he likes to be violent. He likes to have fun yes. with it. And he likes to be he likes to be dark, but he also likes to be glossy. Like he is, I think, the epitome of what the superhero genre is going for today. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Like I and, think And that's um... probably
0: why I align with his his
2: vision for the film so much
1: yeah
0: and and, and and it honestly might be why i don't because (laughs) i'm in the exact same boat (laughs) yeah like i mean i loved comic books growing up but i like i did kind of love the like the darker grittier realism that some of the dc movies had Mm -hmm. because those were the kind of comic books that i liked yeah so and when it comes out and it's these big glossy again like theme park-esque or films i have a harder time being like yeah i want to watch that 10 times because it's Mm. just i feel like it's there's no substance but again and i I say this a lot i never want to take this away like i never want to take this genre away from anybody because i definitely see the appeal but it's just not for me
2: and and regardless of like it's rewatchability it is a fun ride
0: absolutely it's it was it was definitely fun um the one thing that I did want to highlight about what I loved about this movie was Sylvester Stallone as King King Shark Absolutely. was the best <laughs> casting of all time. It really like I thought it was so funny because I could see Sylvester Stallone saying these lines. Yeah, all right. <laughs> like that's what made it funny was that it was Sylvester Stallone and I just like and like James Gunn wrote the character and approached Sylvester Stallone was like, hey, I wrote oh this God. character for you. James- it's going to be a ton of yeah. work.
2: And- Jameson wrote all of these characters with specific people in mind.
0: Yeah, so. and he like, he's got the money to be like, hey, come do this. And they're like, yeah, okay. Like Nathan Fillion just- as TDK was great too.
1: <laughs> that just reminded me of like at the beginning when you see like the first set of like Suicide Squad team. And Pete Davidson's character is literally uh. just in real life pete davidson (laughs) that that was that was him acting as like himself like i I loved it it was so funny but yeah king shark is an absolute gem of the movie my boyfriend's like obsessed with him i got like a funko pop of him for his birthday we'll just like go around they're
2: already out that's insane (laughs) yeah
1: we just go around doing like big mustache like all the time
0: (laughs) I, I, i guaranteed those funko pops were made years before this movie came out (laughs) you yeah you're probably correct they know what they're doing over there at warner but yeah he was he was hilarious i thought it was he was great um i also really like there was just like some little set pieces in the film which i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. i really liked the bus driver milton who was just kind (laughs) of like there charging charging the what was it called the big science building i can't remember the name uh Starts with a J.
1: It's your Jotunheim. 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 Jotunheim.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. I thought it was great that Milton was charging in there. I thought that was a really nice touch that mm-hmm. he was there. And also, one of the things which again set the tone for the movie for me was when the original, like the the first set of suicide squatters that die, mm-hmm. Weasel is is walking along, and you can see his penis, and it's hilarious. Yep. It's just like this little dangling <laughs> yeah. penis, and like that touch, I thought was great. I thought that was a very nice. Touch, which set the tone for the rest of this movie.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I
0: I I will say um,
2: my favorite part of this movie, uh, and I haven't actually gone back and timed everything myself, but uh, from what I've seen on social media, um, when uh, Peacemaker is about to shoot Rat Ratcatcher two, mm-hmm. um, and then it flashes back to an eight minutes later, the scene leading up to blood. Sp- Bloodsport falling down is exactly eight minutes. I've heard that too. I've heard that's
1: perfect. That attention
2: to continuity is why I like James Gunn. Mm He he cares about that sort of continuity. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm sure
2: they had more than eight minutes worth of content to throw in there, but. Mm
0: Yeah, and I—I I mean, I think definitely we have to give some kudos to the editor as well, who yes, yeah, right, oh, was the real star of this movie. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know who did it, which is a shame that editors don't get as much credit as they do. Mm-hmm. Fred Raskin and Christop- Christopher Christian Wagner are awesome. the editors for this film, that's who also cool. Fred Raskin also edited Guardians of the Galaxy, which is interesting. Oh, that's
1: cool.
2: and I'm, I'm not surprised. It? He did take a lot of. The people that worked on him with
0: uh, Guardians. Over yeah, he's too. got he's got his crew. Right
1: yeah, there. that that's a good crew right there.
0: <laughs> Great. Uh, so, is there any other um, things that you guys love that you wanted to talk about before? Yeah.
1: You on? um, one thing I think I really liked. Um, I love Idris album, and like mm-hmm. seeing him as like a mean guy was like, like I know he's like super. Like I'm used to him as like Heimdall and everything right. and i'm like oh my goodness he's a mean guy now and he did a wonderful job with it so it was really cool seeing him in kind of like a different role and then i think another one of my favorite things is the how the movie kind of played into like the found family trope um kind of like deadpool 2 like deadpool 2 was one of my favorite movies for like a long time it's like how like like this group of like completely different like misfit people all come together and like they they win and they do a wonderful job of doing so and everything.
0: <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's definitely a really good point. And I think, again, Claire, I hate that I'm disagreeing with you so much. I don't want to like come after your <laughs> opinions because they're not wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> One of my other, I can't remember which episode of this podcast that I talked about this, but it's that trope, I think is very prevalent right now in these, soup like it was that's the same trope that was in black widow and we're getting mm-hmm. this here where it's like yeah and it, part of it bothers me because it's like what's the most basic human instinct is family right and mm-hmm. so right and again it's probably me overanalyzing it and i'm just jaded so <laughs> it's just it just feels like a little exploity to be like well what's the most basic hu- human element that we can throw into this film to to draw people in mm-hmm. and i guess again that this is my own issues with where um big Hollywood, (laughs) their movies are at today. It just, it always feels a little like, again, like I mentioned like corporate and impersonal, but at the same time, and I'll just talk about this now because you bring up a really good point, Claire, that like you loved it and that's not wrong. Like that's Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) And (laughs) recently I went to Disneyland and um, in Disneyland, James Gunn is taken over there too, right? Like he's has his new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Mm And it used to be Tower of Terror, and that was my favorite ride growing up.
1: They got down. rid of it? Did they move it? It's gone.
0: It's gone. <gasps> they At least replaced it. Yeah, so it's, I think it's still in Disney World, but in Disneyland, oh, it's... it's. And so I was really bummed about this. Yeah. And the ride is super cool. It's great. Like, the ride's super fun. Super fun. But I was really bummed because, like, I loved the Twilight Zone. I loved that ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved the, like, the... Um, the aesthetic of the way that they set everything up. Anyway, so I was like kind of bummed and my wife was kind of bummed when we went. But there was this group of teenagers ahead of us who were like all decked out in Marvel gear and all like so excited to go on this ride. And they knew all of the lines of like Rocket on the ride. And so it kind of, like, it it made it hard for me to feel bitter about it because there's so many people who just, like, love it and are relating to it. Mm -hmm. And so, one, it made me feel like I'm a jaded old man who's like, get out of They don't, these kids. (laughs) But at the same time, like, it's, like, it's interesting to see the appeal and see the target Hmm. demographic and realize that I'm no longer a part of it.
1: Yeah, I get that. One thing with, like, the Avengers, I saw a video about it. It was, like, going, like, over, like, all these, like, kind of... Groups that play into like the found family show, and they're like, Oh, Lord of the Rings, that's a found family. The event? Yeah. No, they're co workers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, that's my that's my jaded spiel about why <laughs> I don't like it, but I see why other people like it. Yeah. But I think that's a good point that it does, like, and the ending makes you feel good, right? The ending yeah. of this movie was, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was satisfying that it was like,
1: Yeah. I think uh, now, really now we're all friends. Where they should. Yeah. I
0: do
2: appreciate that it's still not like, a happy ending though mm-hmm,
0: yeah no it is like the alternative happy ending yeah <laughs> which is again i think was that's james gunn's big thing is it's like it's Definitely. happy but like look at all these yeah. people who died yeah sil- silver lining ending exactly it's, yeah mm-hmm. great so um yeah claire is there anything else that you wanted to touch on that you loved before we move on um
1: i think that was basically it just like being able to like empathize with the characters without them being like super cliche superhero-y they were they were like just like different and it was nice that's my whole
0: yeah that's I think a really good point and to go off that too because that was James Gunn's big vision is he wanted to bring in these characters who were less known who were very like Mm -hmm. B characters Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because that's like that's when the suicide squad was created in the comics that was like their intent was to bring these characters that nobody had heard of and do something with them and so which I think was one of the problems with the original suicide squad is to like we have the Joker in this one right right like it's like, like, like
2: who, f- who's that yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and so it was nice that we had like Javelin and right whatever yeah. like at the beginning TDK and Weasel and like King Shark who, Weasel. <laughs> King Shark is yeah Weasel is hilarious right mm-hmm. and like Peacemaker and, these, and Bloodsport like these characters who I have heard of because like I was a big comic book head and I'm sure you guys have had too but like mm-hmm. never in a million years would I have dreamed that they'd be on screen
1: yeah, I think the only ones I actually knew were Harley and King Shark.
0: That's yeah, and like, so was it fun for you to just kind of like be introduced oh, yeah. to this whole? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, like, it
1: was a wonderful job of like, like taking like characters you wouldn't even like know like they existed, and you're just like, oh wait, this is wonderful. I want more of this, you know.
0: <laughs> and that's what uh, like when I when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, that's exactly how I felt as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's just these characters who are mm-hmm. definitely I backseat um, characters.
1: Oh, viola Davis's character. I remembered her. Yeah. From the last longer. one. And then um Rick Flagg, I was like, Oh, he was a cool character. And my friend was like, Yeah, when he was in the first suicide squad, I'm like, wait, what? He was in the yeah. first one? Like, I completely forgot like most of the stuff that happened in that movie because it was just forgettable.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the the relationship building that James Gunn does is much better in oh, this yeah. one too. Totally.
0: Right on. Okay, great. So um, if there's not anything else, we're going to hop into some of the things that were not so good about this movie. Um, I talked a little bit already about the inconsistent visual language that I felt there was. (laughs) And I felt that there were a lot of odd cinematography choices. Um, Along with like the Harley flower scene, which I just didn't feel fit, but I I totally understand where you guys are coming from. There was like also just a lot of like shaky cam documentary style zooms that were in the Mm. movie that... (laughs) I didn't like that took me out of it because it was paired with like a lot of these artsy shots that didn't do anything for me. Like the shot of the fight scene when Peacemaker and Bloodsport are fighting and it's like, we're watching it in the reflection of Peacemaker's helmet. I love that. Did you? Yeah. I I thought (laughs) it was a waste of time (laughs) because it was like, it would have been cool if it was like a 10 second shot, but it was just such a long shot. And it made me feel like they were being like, look how cool this is.
1: I was <laughs> yeah, like, it's I it's that. not that it's not that cool.
2: Because <laughs> I, I, don't know. I feel like that was definitely James Gunn. He like noticed that and he's like, this would be awesome. And then he storyboarded
0: it and then uh, they filmed it. I think it was. Cause... And it just like it lasted just a, like a few seconds too long for me that it felt a That's little fair. like, mm-hmm. look how cool this is. And it just wasn't, I don't know. I just didn't think it was that cool. <laughs> and then there was also like those, the Spike Lee esque Dolly zooms where we have, it was a uh, Harley and the president who dies, who Harley kills. <laughs> and they're like <laughs> zooming. to ends like that shot. I didn't feel, it was just like a lot of camera work that was, again, felt glossy and felt like it was more to be like, look how cool this is instead of adding to the movie. That's fair. Uh, I,
2: I will. I will say that. I mean, James Gunn did intend this to be essentially a war movie, kind of like a, uh, like a Predator. These group of misfits going in and fighting something that they really have no business going up against. Right. Kind of thing. And I feel like there's probably some homage in some of the shots that he filmed. I, I'm particularly thinking of like shaky cam zoom ins. Um. But I mean, there's obviously some other ones that were added in, like with the crane, the crane zooms and uh, like reflections that probably are his own doing
0: that he just thought were cool. Right. Which I mean, I think is great. Like do do your homage if you love Predator, do your mm-hmm. do your Predator shots. But I it felt like it was at the expense of the story. It distracted from what was going on. For me anyways, that I was like, the shot is distracting what's going on. The shot is the coolest part about what we're seeing and that's that shouldn't be the case. <laughs> like it, that's how I felt anyways. Like I feel like the characters and the story and what's going on on screen should be more important than what your camera is doing. The camera should blend into that and enhance it instead of distract from it. And I felt like when those shots were there, I was more distracted by like what is the shot doing here versus what is it doing for these characters. Gotcha. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm not too like brushed up on like my like film shots and everything like the only one i really was like like kubrick stare and stuff like that right. so yeah. i i don't pay attention too much to those kind of things I'm
0: honestly fun. claire it's probably a good thing it probably <laughs> makes you enjoy movies more yeah as you can tell that i hate everything i've ever seen <laughs> right so that's
2: that's the hardest part about really
0: liking the process is that you start to see all the stuff you hate <laughs> yeah it's such a bummer that as i've because i've always been into movies but like as i've gotten mm. older i've started to get really into movies and mm-hmm. when i go back and watch movies that used to be my favorite i'm like well i hate that now yeah <laughs> yeah that's, that's me like playing bummer. a video game
1: and i see like a texture error and i'm like wait a minute yeah yeah there's <laughs> now something like, about up that kind of stuff i'm just like hey that's yeah. not supposed to be there
0: there's something I'm about like, learning I... more of something that just ruins it yeah yep.
1: definitely
0: such a bummer <laughs> anyways um another thing that i wanted to point out which i i guess wasn't an issue but i think was a uh a part place where this movie stumbled was Viola Davis as Amanda Waller being better than everyone else at acting.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. That... Yeah. You know what? I get that one. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah.
0: there's that scene where she has like that big scene with Bloodsport and he like it's a pen or whatever that he puts up to her neck. And she just like, well, every time she's on screen, she just takes over and everybody else looks like they're doing a crap job because Viola Davis is better than that everyone.
2: Good, yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, that is kind of. Uh, her role in the movie too is she is better than everyone else
0: yeah but yeah I think yeah right like she's like anyways (laughs) it distracted again for me because I was like oh it sucks that Viola Davis is the because she is probably the best actress in Hollywood Like she's incredible yeah she can do anything and then she's up with like john cena of wwe (laughs) you know and like he he did fine like if you
2: but if if you know what you're casting john cena as and you have him doing john cena things
0: he's fantastic i you know what i think he did a great job as peacemaker yeah Yeah. but did i think that his performance held up to viola davis's oh no way because it could like john cena just physically can't do that which is right but it was again one of the things that i was like Oh, it sucks that Viola Davis is so much better than everyone else. <laughs> I you're you're right though. I
2: remember that scene, and I think like he, you her presence on the screen is just made me forget everything else that was going on around. Because yeah. I I can't remember what everyone else was doing.
1: Like
0: yeah. I just remember her saying,
1: stand down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because she again she just like grabs the movie by the balls and it's th- that's how yeah. I felt too. I was like, well. There you go. nice job being better than everyone else because yeah. <laughs> now nothing else matters. That's fair. So that anyways d- d- before I have I have a couple more points but did you guys have any other issues? I know you guys loved the film, but did you have anything that like
1: I had a few small yeah, go ahead, ones um, I think like about starro like I think he could have chosen like for a big bad villain something I, mean, I don't I've made I think starro made it feel like more like a kid's movie in a way. Just mm. like I know, it's like a very like James Gunn design type of villain. But I'm like, if you could make something like the giant worm from like Dune, like make it make it a little scary, you know, make it a little less like juvenile.
0: Did you end up feeling bad for it? No, because re- at the end, I was like, I kind of feel bad for this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I I will say, as a comic book fan, Staro is actually one of the most powerful villains in the comic books Mm. um uh, he actually comes from an alien race that has enslaved multiple planets oh wow and um (laughs) when when i heard when i knew it was going to be starro i was really excited to see if james gunn was going to bring a character called vandal savage in Mm. um because vandal savage i think is one of the coolest uh comic book characters for the dc universe um, and I'm hoping with kind of the hints into the storylines that he's a part of, uh, he'll, he'll show up eventually. Um, he's a villain. He's a mortal, you know, comic book villain. But <laughs> uh, so I, I appreciated Starro because I know the background for Starro. But yeah. looking at it from that perspective, I can definitely see how Starro was really not that scary. Mm-hmm. And I think James Gunn could have done a better job at Uh, emphasizing the power that Starro actually holds.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's a really good point, Claire, because that's how I felt too. It just, it felt juvenile. Like that's the word, that's a great word for it. Mm -hmm. I was was like, well, there's this like big, like it'd be a great stuffed animal. (laughs) Yeah. Right, like I kind of want to give it a hug. (laughs) But like at the same time, I thought the concept was almost a missed opportunity because like you said, Talon, he's like so powerful and there could have been a really cool... I don't know, pull of this hive mind idea that was kind of just like fell to the side. Mm-hmm. Because even, and I just felt like it was kind of inconsistent, this power of sorrow because like they're whooping blood sports ass at one point, but then the rats come and all of these zombies are just kind of like mowed over by the rats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no so rats that for me, I was like, how are these rats just mowing them down? Like all of the zombies are just dying, mm-hmm. but they can withstand everything else it was they were
2: already corpses according to that one line that really annoyed me
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and so (laughs) that felt a little inconsistent to me so i thought that was a good point Claire. um another thing that felt that i didn't love (laughs) was um the way that like the story stretched out in some ways. And I thought like, cause it's such a hard line to walk with having yeah. all of these new characters and giving mm-hmm. us backstory enough to care about them, but mm-hmm. then also overdoing it us and having us not care about any of them. And so, or so, cause so, so some of the B stories of this film kind of like, I didn't care about some of the B plots, like Amanda Waller's whole thing about how she's a bitch and she's going to kill all of the suicide squad because they're like wanting to save these people. Like, when that came up, when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that that was her whole thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Or when Um, Bloodsport um, –
0: sorry, go ahead, Talon.
2: More background to Suicide Squad uh, from the comic books. The reason Amanda Waller needed the thing to come back, she mentions that she has a meeting with a congressman um, later, and that's why she's practicing her putting. Uh, That that guy she's going to meet is – the reason she needs this tape because he is blackmailing her for the suicide for like the existence of the suicide squad. Um, And he's saying, I won't like release this to the public if you get me this tape.
0: Right. And I, like I, I totally understood the intention, but when it came up again, I was like, Oh right. I forgot about this. Yeah. Right. Like, cause it was just, it was there and then it wasn't there for a long time. And then it was back. And I was like, Oh, I didn't care about that. I forgot that I didn't care about it. And then, like, even, like, Bloodsport and Peacemakers, their, like, competition throughout felt a little forced. And when it came up, like, the scene when they're killing the Freedom Fighters, I thought was great.
1: Yeah. Like, that was, (laughs) like, a fun cut. But then when it
0: comes up at the end and they're, like, we're, or like, smaller bullets, like, those, like, little lines, I was, like, oh, right, I forgot that they had this weird we hate each other thing. Mm. Like, just kind of stuff like that that just came up. I mean, they're, they they're having a,
2: they they have a constant pissing contest throughout the entire movie. So, you
0: know, yeah, I, but I just like, when it comes up, I forgot that it was like, it wasn't because you're right. Like it's totally there and I totally get it. It
1: didn't stay consistent. Really but good. it
0: just was like, oh, right. This is happening. And I forgot, yeah. like, I don't, like, I forgot that this was like the thing, like, especially after that last, because their last showdown is so like the bullet thing was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, right. I totally forgot that they were like at each other's throats this whole movie like it just didn't stick with me and that again that could be my own issue and my own short-term memory loss but it was just stuff like that that popped up that i didn't care about and like Bloodsport's daughter was the last one that i oh there's a couple there's Bloodsport's daughter who came in right. at the end i was like that's my dad and i was like he's, she doesn't know what he's doing she just sees him shooting an alien and it's like now i love him i I, <laughs> and I thought that was like i was like oh i forgot that he had a daughter yes. that hated him i agree
2: that part I was like, okay, I get why you're showing this, um, but I, 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 don't know. I feel like it could have been a, taken in a different direction because it was just like, you, what if he's doing some villain
0: shit? What if that's he's in mean. prison? <laughs> and, like, right. Well. <laughs> and so, like, because it was all stuff that I got. Like, I get why it's in the movie, but when it comes up again, I was like, oh right, that's in the movie too. I totally. I have not been thinking about that for the last two hours. And the last one that was when the freedom fighters at the very end, like take over the government and they're like, we're taking over the government for the people. I was like, Oh yeah. Totally forgot about you guys. Yeah. What's up. Welcome back. Yeah.
2: I, to be fair, I definitely think that James Gunn always intended them to be kind of like this forgettable thing that he's like, Oh yeah, by the way, this is what happened with them.
0: Yeah. And I guess, I don't know I, if that's intentional. Great. But it didn't feel intentional, but I guess maybe if I, because you seem like the James Gunn head, right? Like, you, you're you pretty familiar <laughs> yeah. with his repertoire. <laughs> and I'm not. Like, I, I've seen, obviously, the Guardians of the Galaxy in this one, but I haven't done any of, like...
2: Oh, I, I will say a lot of James Gunn's directing style is very tongue-in-cheek. He's he's aware of, like, the eye-rolly moments. And right. And he's like, I want you to, like, realize this is stupid, and that's why it's in here.
0: Yeah, and then if that's the case, then I guess, great, but... For someone who doesn't know that, but, it didn't yeah, feel how, intentional. Yeah, how do you know that going into the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then the, the last thing that I'll that I'll dump on this movie for <laughs> before we move on is um, I thought there were good things and bad things about killing the first Suicide Squad in, in like the first ten minutes. I thought yeah. it was great, super was fresh, fresh so way to start ballsy. the movie. <laughs> yeah, right, super ballsy, because there are movies like that, right? Like I don't know if you saw the Hunt. Or yep. I'm trying to think of another one. Or oh, what's another movie where the main char- or like even like Scream movies that play with this idea <laughs> yes. of you you give us the main characters and then you kill them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? The thing that is tough about doing it in such a way that all of the characters die is that for me it made it less impactful when like Rick Flag or polka dot Man or these other characters died because I was like, well, I was expecting that because everyone died at the beginning. It didn't. Mm. Didn't hit and, the way that yeah, I, I f- felt like, especially Rick Flagg's death. Cause I felt like that one, they were like, that one got me a little
2: bit. I was very much not expecting Rick Flagg to die. Y- were you not? Yeah. Oh. Def- not Rick Flagg. The characters I thought were going to make it through for sure. were um obviously uh, John Cena as Peacemaker mm-hmm. because we have the HBO spinoff series coming. Yeah. So I knew that he was going to make it through in some way. Mm-hmm. um blood sport rat catcher 2 was like i just couldn't picture james gunn actually following through and i don't yeah her. that one that <laughs> one
0: i i knew she was gonna make it through because she was too um, she was too perfect and, and innocent and
2: vulnerable right
0: <laughs> seeing her die would have been a punch to then, the balls. Yeah.
2: um and i i definitely thought rick flag and um harley would obviously have to survive as well mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> could you imagine if he killed Harley Quinn?
0: That, like, yeah,
1: that would have <laughs> brought it down like so far for me. I'm like, no, get out of here. Like you built her up like so good in Birds of Prey. Like, let's just keep her like all all good and safe. <laughs>
2: hey. And you know who else didn't die?
0: The My weasel. Boy. Oh yeah. The weasel. Which you know what? I was ex- I, I kind of expected that too. The second he died <laughs> from the beginning, I was like, ah, oh, he'll come back.
1: Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't I expect him to too. come back
0: so late.
2: Right? I, I when when he's like, he's not breathing. I'm like, oh, he's totally
1: still
0: alive. Yeah, like, yeah. Because.
1: One thing I love is that that's also Sean Gunn. So I guess James Gunn yes. just has a habit of making his brother do the mocap for rodent yep. characters. Yeah, <laughs> he, he does doesn't. the mocap for Rocket.
0: <laughs> yes, he does. And so. Yeah, it was just like, I was expecting the death, and I think, because again, it's a hard, to, when you introduce a movie where everyone dies, it makes it harder to make it impactful when anyone else dies.
1: Yeah, I get that.
2: You're right. Uh, the way I the way I looked at it was, this was literally all for the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, all of, all of this mayhem, all of these people that you're putting in this movie was literally to entice people to come and see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and and so I, that's why i was like it's pretty ballsy to to make a move like that and then just be like haha jokes on you
0: <laughs> yeah they're all dead lol which i mean it like again the first scene worked great but then it was it was really cool it was fun to watch super fun to watch but just because of the way that it played out I just didn't care when Rick Flagg died. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, go fight your starfish. I don't care. About so so like,
1: degenerate. But I was like, dang, he's kind of cute. And I'm like, no, <laughs> the cute guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know anything about him before the movie. So it was just like everything that I had seen was like the first impression of him.
2: <laughs> right. I, I think what made Rick Flagg's death a little more impactful for me was that he did have a relationship with um harley
1: yeah
2: and like so there was actually someone cared when he died yeah right yeah and, and like their no the relationship good. was definitely a nice touch mm-hmm. i feel like no one really cared when anyone else died except for fucking javelin <laughs> 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 yeah. and only only yeah. because uh oh what's his name uh flula borg yeah yeah uh, only because he's super hot. That's why Harley Quinn was into him. <laughs> yeah, which
0: was a, a, another great touch. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, again, those were kind of my issues with the film. And you guys talked about your star rating. And, like, overall, I felt like the movie was fun, but I felt like it was forgettable. And, like, as much as I had a good time with it, I don't think I'm, like, I'm never going to watch it again. I haven't thought about it since it was over. It hasn't stayed with me right like going through the notes and writing some of my thoughts i was like oh yeah i totally forgot all of this happened it just it just wasn't a movie that stayed with me but it was definitely fine and so my star rating that i gave it on Letterboxd is i gave it i gave it two and a half stars it was right it was right in the middle for me that it was definitely a good movie and i like, obviously it's it's definitely better than the first suicide squad yes but my feelings after were like was it like And I haven't seen the first Suicide Squad in a long time. So I might need to rewatch it. But I was like, I don't remember feeling any like that much different after this one. Like being like, wow, that was like a million times better. Like it's definitely better. But I only felt like it was a little bit better. But I'm also a jaded asshole who overanalyzes it. So like, (laughs) what do I know? (laughs) And I was also, what, like 16 when the first Suicide Squad came out. So my eyes have changed. 2016.
1: Yeah, I was 15 then.
0: Wow. Seven years. Well, I don't want to talk about that because I was... Five years. Nice math. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Um, I think it's definitely worth going back and watching the old Suicide Squad so I can maybe appreciate this one more. But I think it was definitely fun. And I think it's great that, like, we talked about this already, but that these superhero movies that were kind of niche, like superheroes were a niche genre when I grew up. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome Mm -hmm. that they're getting all this attention. And like, i'm at a point in my life where these movies aren't really for me but at the same time i'm never gonna stop seeing them so i'm actually like i'm the clown because i'm going to see them all still
2: (laughs) hey you know what there's nothing wrong with hopping on a theme park ride for two hours
0: exactly exactly but (laughs) i guess it's i complain about it after so i'm (laughs) again jaded
1: because
0: like oh that wasn't as cool as it should (laughs) have (laughs) been
2: That wasn't long enough. That was
0: that exactly. turn
2: obviously was like you could see it a mile off. So I think I just need to
0: get better at appreciating the theme park ride yeah. of the movie, which is fine. It's yeah. fine to enjoy. It's fine to enjoy a movie that's not gonna win any Oscars, right? <laughs> yeah. it doesn't need to be an art house film to be a good movie. But did yeah. you guys have any final overall thoughts about the movie that you wanted to share? Not that I can
2: no, because my next point really comes up with uh, the review that I have picked.
0: So yes, I'd love for you to take that away, Talent. Unless you had anything else, Claire.
1: Nah, no, I'm good.
0: <laughs> All right, hit us, Talent. Hit us hard. So uh,
2: I had a conversation on Discord with a uh, fellow nerd, um, and I mentioned that I five out of five did on Letterbox uh, because I loved the Joyride, and it's a Joyride that I will I will take many more times. Um, and and he said that he hated it. Uh, he his opinion was the complete opposite. He half starred on uh, Letterbox. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he his point was that uh, the easiest one to come in mind were the jokes in the entire movie. Four jokes landed for me, and half of those were made by the people I was watching with. And I was I was so bummed by that. Um, and the one that he uh, pulls out in particular. For one of the jokes that just like made him annoyed was John Cena's millennial comment um, when Ratcatcher Two was sleeping yeah. and he's like oh, millennials, <laughs> and I took that in such a different way because um, there are a bunch of eye rolly jokes I and mean, like when Bloodsport is yelling at his daughter like it's it's not meant to be this very serious like conversation it's it's really throwing you into the character really quickly so that we can move on um with you having a taste in your mouth of who this character is right um and uh peacemaker is kind of an asshole who's like boomer-esque and he's like ah freedom at any cost yeah and you know those are the type of people that would be like millennials are ruining the world so i took that eye-rolly joke as just like James Gunn is obviously showing us that Peacemaker is an eye-rolly character that is out of touch.
0: Yeah. So. And I mean, like I, I'm i remembering that joke and like, I didn't laugh, I didn't think it was funny. I'm sure you didn't laugh right. either. You weren't like, right. oh, that's it. Like that hits the spot. Give me more <laughs> of that. Like, but it definitely, like I didn't hear that joke and was like, wow, oh, this is the worst movie ever made. Millennials are, and, and I think there's a brand of people
2: and he didn't—he didn't like the beach full of dicks joke, and I thought that was fantastic.
0: And I, that was another one. Like I didn't like laugh out loud, but like I was like, yeah, you know what? I get it. Like, right. It was definitely a very peacemaker moment to be like, i would i eat the whole beach full of dicks if I needed to.
2: Um, yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> and, uh, totally
0: made sense with the character.
2: And he wasn't a fan of Polka Dot Man. He was like, why do we have another yeah. depressed character? And I was just like, oh man. I'm I'm sorry you hated it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a definite brand of people when it comes to superhero movies that just like hate them because they exist. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the people who are like, because Martin Scorsese at one point is like, it's not cinema. Right. And I think like I agree with him at certain points of that where it is like it's, it's not traditional cinema. And it is something that is more of like turn your brain off and have fun than like sit here and feel. And right, like it's it's not that like it has those elements, but it's not as much of a cinematic experience. But I, there's definitely this brand of people that I know too, being into film, where there's just people who are just like hate it because it's mainstream and hate it because it exists, right? Yeah. Which is such a bummer because it they take. I think that bloodsport scene is a perfect example where he's fighting with his daughter, and they take that to be like, well, that's not realistic, but it wasn't right. supposed to be. Like what, like yeah, what dad, or, exactly. what dad is going to cuss his daughter out? Well. Like, well, like that in a public setting yeah. when he's in jail, right? It's just right. like, like, it's not like, this is, this isn't the everyman. This isn't the, this is what, this isn't a comment on. Right. you There
2: is not a single character in here that you're supposed to be like, oh, I totally identify with you. Right. Uh, yeah. Except for maybe Ratcatcher 2. Yeah. Um, but I don't think any of us are lucky enough to have Taika Waititi as, as our a heroine yeah. father. <laughs>
1: I kept yeah. wondering, like, when is he going to show up? Because I saw him, like, yeah. in the opening credits. I'm like, there he is! There he is! <laughs> I'm a huge Tiger fan. Yeah, he's yeah. great.
2: Um, but there is one thing that he said that I uh, th- I completely agree with. Um, he said, we should really just start calling it the Harley Quinn Cinematic Universe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
2: I am I'm on board for that.
1: Yep.
0: I think, I mean, yeah, she's the only character as of light to do anything. <laughs> so I think, right. <laughs> I think, I think strapping our wagons to Harley Quinn is not a bad marketing move for the DC yeah. universe.
2: And, and Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie has like, uh, Tony Starked it. It is, it is her character yeah, now.
1: Totally. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Totally is. Which so. I mean, I think that's a good point. <laughs> like, yeah. One
1: thing that's interesting is, I think it was an HBO show they're making for Black Canary now. Yes.
0: Oh, wild! Awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, and
0: HBO is picking up a lot of the shows like that,
1: mm-hmm. where they're trying
0: to expand, like Peacemaker, obviously, where they're expanding yeah. this universe. And again, I think it's fun that they're giving these characters a limelight. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's again, it's very formulaic, and it's it's what Marvel did with all of their shows, right? Like, it's just it's a way to spread out the fan base and also like give us some fun one-offs. So it's great. Like, right, we're gonna have a Peacemaker show, and it's gonna be. I'm sure hilarious. We get to see John Cena kill some dudes with an yeah. axe. With smaller bullets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, that's fun. Uh Claire, do you have or was there anything else that you had time before you bounced? No, climb? that was that was my review and my point. So <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a that's a good point. Claire, you said you had some that you wanted to share that you thought were
1: Yeah. So I took mine from a streamer that I sometimes watch, Moist Critical. He's oh, yeah. pretty funny. He does like the the moist meter review. So he does like a ten minute review for random movies, and he gave this one a 90% out of, like, 100. Um, I think, like, the main thing I took away from that review was a quote where he said, he took characters I've never heard of and characters I would have come up with as a joke and made them cool. And I think that's, like, the big, like, wow factor of the movie is, like, because he was, like, in that quote, he was talking about, like, Polka Dot Man. Like, it's Mm. so, like, it's, like, a joke, but it's still extremely well done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I. Polka Dot Man was cool. Yeah.
1: He literally
2: (laughs) dissolved things.
0: Yeah. And on Polka, like Polka Dot, Batman was like my favorite growing up, and he's a traditional Batman villain. Mm -hmm. And so Polka Dot Man, seeing him on screen was really cool for me as a fan because I was like, who is ever going to take polka dot man and do anything with them. Yeah. And it was cool. Cause f- from my recollection, his, his powers were that each of his polka dots kind of served a different purpose. Correct. Instead yeah. Of like in the, in the comic cool books, overpowered. Each- but I thought that was like, it was like a nice fresh take on polka dot man. And like, like you said, Claire, like it made him cool. And it was yeah. fun to watch polka dot man on screen, which. I, which for me, for like the childhood, it, the child in me was like really cool to see that this this character who I thought was goofy growing up is goofy on screen, but also not like a total loser. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he kind of was, I, I guess.
2: On that note, I will say that it was also kind of funny to see Michael Rooker not be a cold badass. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Watching him bail. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. He was he was savant, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so for my reviews, as I, I can, we kind of already touched on this, but as I looked through it, uh, a lot of the reviews that I was reading that like loved this movie were people who were enjoying the things that I didn't like, <laughs> that liked the movie for the reasons I didn't like the movie. And so as I, I already shared my Tower of Terror experience, and so yeah, again, it just kind of it made me appreciate a fan base that I'm not a part of, and while I have my my thoughts and my my contradictions to why those parts of the movie are good. I appreciate a fan base that I'm not a part of, and I can see why people like these movies because they're definitely fun, and it's definitely created by people who understand what humans like to watch, (laughs) and they're going to make millions of dollars because people love them, which is awesome. Like It's totally great, totally important and part of the cinematic universe, and I think that's just fine even though I don't love them. (laughs) And so um, real quick, I wanted to ask you guys before we wrap it up, what else are you watching? Is there anything else that you're watching right now that you are loving and wanting to share with us?
1: Um, I, my second movie in theaters was free guy.
0: Mm. I've heard that's fantastic. It
1: was amazing. I did not expect it to be so like good. And because like, it's like it's got the silly, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is in like a virtual world. He's an NPC who doesn't realize it. But there's this other like side story of like the real world, and it's like about like mm-hmm. a game dev story where this like crappy CEO takes these two like indie devs like game code and puts it in as his game, and it's like working to see them figure it out. And I'm like, this is like so much better than what I expected. <laughs>
2: it free guy is on my list to see oh. now uh, originally it wasn't
1: the cameos as I, well they pull yeah. a ton of surprise cameos i'm like oh my goodness it's it, it's perfect it's like if you like really need a laugh it like me and my friends I know, would, apparently like, everyone loves there, ryan reynolds
2: so. and he can just talk to people and be like yo you want to be in a movie for like five seconds yeah <laughs> no yeah it was
1: perfect
0: i mean if you asked me to be in a movie i'd probably say yes I,
2: I,
1: say I,
0: Ryan I would
2: that. too. I'd be like, oh, Ryan, I mean, I know you're a cool guy and all, but uh, I would love to. Yeah, to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that
1: awesome. was really fun.
0: What about you, Tana? Um,
2: I, I'm trying to think. I just got back from vacation, so I haven't, oh, like, haven't really, really gotten on anything. anything. Um, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the latest season, is coming out on Hulu right now. And mm-hmm. I will say the the first episode of the season is
0: very very nice to watch it uh i, saw I didn't movie. realize that was coming out already i had saw yeah, the, i saw the trailer for it but yeah i'm sad that that show's coming to an end i really do enjoy that show
2: as long they but they know it's coming to an end so i'm sure it
0: will end well yeah. oh i'm sure it's going to be fantastic i'm just sad yeah. to see it go yeah correct
1: it's like it's, so it just I, sucks when like the show gets canceled and like they don't get yeah. the ending like for a long time like one of my favorite shows like got canceled was the get down on netflix I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, there was so much more they could have done, but no, Netflix yep. had to go and like get like their only good show to replace it with like the kissing Booth or whatever. Oh, right?
0: My God. Did you know there are three of those now? How is yeah. there three of those? Because I feel like the first one came out like two minutes ago. Teenage. How do they make um, like I? But maybe yeah, I've only heard of it. It was, I think it was recently. like I think it was like five years ago. That blows my
2: mind. Jeez. Yeah, uh, not great movies no i don't uh, i wouldn't there's, i wouldn't yeah. guess that they were <laughs> i i have unfortunately seen all of them because my my partner uh likes that type of movie and um i am usually not allowed to watch movies with her because i'm like uh oh this is so bad <laughs>
0: that's funny <laughs> but you got you got to watch the kissing booth. So good for you. Yeah. Um I I saw The Green Knight recently and it's I loved it. List. I thought it was great. Oh, I really man. really enjoyed it. Um my partner, my, my wife didn't like it so much. So I think it's awesome to
2: see these more obscure Arthurian legends being Oh, it was taken up. So cool. I love it. I don't want to see freaking Lancelot do anything <laughs> anymore. I we've seen Lancelot Well, and this story has been, there's,
0: there's, I think three movies for Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. And so I think so. Yeah. But, and it's been done to death. Like it's, it's a medieval poem. Like Mm -hmm. these Mm -hmm. stories have been told a million times, but it was like very fresh and it was very well done. And I really loved it. I've yeah, also main, been watching. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Probably.
1: My main draw to like the trailer, I was like, wow, Dev Patel looks really good. And it's like the same thing with like dude. I'm like, wow, Oscar Isaac looks really good. <laughs> I need to stop basing my hype off of how good people look.
0: That's hate. I think that's okay. I think they yeah. do that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, I've also been watching Ted Lasso. Which, if uh, you guys have not seen, maybe the I don't have Apple TV. <laughs> yet, so, I don't have it either. But you can do a seven-day free trial. And my wife and I did it, and we watched. So, wait until October, till all of season two is out. Because we're going to miss okay. the last five episodes. Interesting. But if you have Apple TV, Ted Lasso is incredible. It's so wholesome, so heartwarming, yeah. and so funny.
2: Gotcha. It's definitely, that's one that I've really wanted to watch. I am a huge soccer fan. So
0: I am too. So it's, it's not really that soccery, which is interesting.
2: I, I know, but I, I want, cause I know that it's like part of that soccer universe. Uh, and that's kind of why I want to watch right. it. I want to see an American take on a sport that I love as so much and not have to hate it.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you'd love it. It's, it's really like, it's so good because it's so wholesome. And it's such mm-hmm. a fresh take. Like I, I knew I could talk for hours on it. But maybe it won a, a lot of thing. awards, didn't it? Yeah, I got nom it won Jason Sudeikis won the Golden Globe and it's gotten nominated for like 20 Emmys. Okay. Good lord. Yeah. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna sweep. It's like everyone loves it. It's amazing. And so I highly recommend it. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that's we've talked for a good hour. So that's yeah. gonna <laughs> that's gonna do it from us today. I really appreciate yes. you guys being on the show today. Um
1: course,
0: yeah. yeah, if anyone listening, if there's a movie that you want to talk about if you want to come on the show you're more than welcome to if there's a movie you want to hear me talk about feel free to shoot me an email i'm at luke.jackson at thegeekwave.com and i'm also on twitter at underscore underscore luke jackson uh claire and talon where can we find more of you guys
1: oh um i'm at twitter at claire nentars, also at instagram at nentars, but i'm private on there so if i don't know who you are i probably won't <laughs> you, but i don't know anyways yeah I did the social media for geeky, so... I'm, I'm the yes. one tweeting everything out. <laughs> You'll find me there. Yes.
2: Uh, I am also on Twitter, but I'm a lurker, so I, I every once in a while I post something, uh, but I am at CPT Hammerfall, like Captain Hammerfall. It's a play on words of uh, Nathan Fillion's character, Captain Hammer, from... Uh, Dr. Horrible. Uh, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, yes. yeah. And Hammerfall being a place in... Uh, the Elder Scrolls
0: lore. Mm.
1: <laughs> very fun.
0: Great. And also, uh, check out all of the content on the Geek Wave. It's a great platform. And I'm sure with the school year starting, we're going to have lots more coming. Yes. It's really exciting.
1: Yeah.
0: Everyone's coming off their sp- their
2: summer breaks.
0: It's Going to get hyped. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to leave our listeners with the very wise words of a four and a half star review from a Letterbox user named Lily, who says turns out the real suicide squad was the friends we made along Along the way way. (laughs) Uh, very nice i love Uh, that
1: that's what all my letterbox reviews look like
0: (laughs) yeah i love the review um thanks for listening for the geek film critic i'm luke Jackson. i am talon
1: i'm claire goodbye